Hello and welcome back to another episode of Chiefly Football. Hey everybody, welcome back. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Chiefly Football. Joining me today is Staten. How you doing, Staten? Doing well, Kinlock. How are you doing? I am doing well. Excited to, for another week of Chiefs football. So let's go ahead and start talking about that that week 15 game. We're have a good, real good game coming up. Chiefs at the Saints. Uh, Chiefs 12 and one. Saints 10 and three. Uh, some people looked at the Bucks game earlier in the season as a potential Super Bowl showdown, and I think you could say that this Chiefs Saints game is another potential. Super Bowl showdown. Uh, yeah, I'm actually pretty surprised it's not the primetime game, but at least I don't have to stay up too late watching us uh, win. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a pretty good slot there in that in that afternoon slate. Uh, I think it's Tony Romo again who's doing the game. So always a pleasure listening to Tony. Yes, he's a. I don't know. I just love Tony Romo. I, I hated him when he was with the Cowboys, just because he was on the Cowboys. But uh, definitely brings some insight to the game that most people don't. Well, and he's a funny guy, too. It's always fun to listen to his little comments that he makes. <laughs> All right. So aside from Tony Romo, um, this should be you know, a really fun game for us to, to watch just because um, the Chiefs are, are still in that uh, predicament, I guess, where they're trying to, trying to get that number one seed. So they, they kind of feel like they need to continue to win all their games to keep pace or to keep ahead of the Steelers. Um, and then the Saints are actually the two seed right now and are tied with the Packers. So, um, so they're probably trying to make a push for that one seed and get in to get the buy as well. Um, however, the saints do have some, some injuries or one major injury in particular that um, kind of, kind of makes it hard to pursue that number one seed. Um, so do you, do you have the injury report? I do indeed have the injury report. We'll just start off with the saints cause we're already talking about them. Um, the three biggest injuries that were on the injury report as of uh, today, Thursday, the Thursday injury report, is their defensive tackle, Malcolm Brown. He's a great run stopper, uh, a force to be reckoned with on the, on the defensive line. Uh, Michael Thomas, he has a, he's a, he, throughout this year, he's had a, a nagging ankle injury. Um, he's actually only played for seven games this year, and he did not practice today because of that ankle injury. So uh, there's some speculation that he might be trending downward. I think it's still a little bit too early to tell. Um, and then, obviously, the, the big one is Drew Brees, their, their uh, Pro Bowl quarterback. Um, he's, been, he's been out for the last four weeks with uh, rib injuries and lung injury. They're, they're thinking that, you know, they still haven't quite, uh, you know, given the decision on whether he'll play or not, but it's looking pretty doubtful. Uh, we don't think that the Saints are going to try to rush him back. And so, yeah, it looks like we'll be playing – as of right now, it looks like we'll be playing the Saints without their starting quarterback, Drew Brees, which means that we will be playing their Swiss Army knife, Taysom Hill. And then for the Chiefs injury report – sorry, that was a weird pause. <laughs> uh, the Chiefs injury report, uh, Damian Wilson, uh, you know, he didn't play last week, which means that Willie Gay and – Willie Gay and Ben Neiman were able to get a little bit more starting time. Take that as you will. Uh, Mike Remmers. Oh, so some new additions to the injury report today, which kind of shocked a few people, is Mike Remmers and Eric Fisher, which are both of our offensive tackles. Um, obviously, Mike Remmers is filling in for Mitch Schwartz, who is also injured. Uh, we're hoping to have both of them back for this game. Uh, we really need to protect Patry. Uh, we really need to protect Patty against the Saints' defensive line. Uh, and so. 
I'm sure, you know, you know, just with the rest of the with the rest of Chiefs Kingdom, we're really hoping that that everyone's able to to come back and. Yeah, well, I think a couple of those injuries, you know, if they if those players don't end up playing for both teams, um, obviously impact the way that this game will will look and will end up playing out. And then Drew Brees, I guess that's kind of where I was, what I was alluding to with the Saints and their pursuit of the number one seed. Um, I think if it was really important to them to get that number one seed, you would think that Drew Brees, they would really want him back in this game um, just so that they could try to get as many wins as they could. But obviously you're just, you're, you'd be taking the risk of him getting re-injured and not having him for the playoff run. It's probably the smart decision for the Saints to to run Taysom Hill back out there again, save Drew Brees. And I think you, you mentioned in a previous podcast, probably once or twice, just how surprised you are of the severity of apparently not severity of a <laughs> of a punctured lung and 15 broken ribs that he had. So, I mean, even just even if he can go out there and throw the ball now with his ribs and his lungs and he can still and he can breathe now, like what would make him want to go out there and get hit again? Like what's to stop him from getting hit one more time or two more times and just Well, exactly. And and I mean they did the Saints did designate him to return off of IR, so I mean they could theoretically activate him. But even if he does play, I don't know. I, I think he'd be splitting time with Taysom Hill. And if you're going to bring back your starting quarterback to play half a game, that just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I, I think you got to protect your star quarterback. You know, maybe, you know, take an L this game and then, you know, hope that the people that you need to lose, lose. You know, I, I think it's not worth risking uh, your best chance at a Super Bowl victory to get the number one. Yeah. Yeah, and as far as the Chiefs go, um, obviously it's a big concern if Mike Remmers and Eric Fisher are both unable to play. And I think there is some concern right now, some real concern that 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 might be the case, especially with Mitchell Schwartz also out. And I think all three of them are out because of back problems. So, you know, it's tough to be a big guy. Do more yoga. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, try not to have to lift 350-pound defensive linemen <laughs> every, <laughs> every play. Um, yeah, definitely a tough job. I know... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if this is the right time to bring this up, but it, we had talked about it before that it's just, it's always sad to see big guys, especially offensive linemen. I mean, get hurt, but even just like when I see them fall down, I mean, obviously they get rolled up a lot. And so they, they end up kind of like flailing when they fall over and like, and then they have to like use a cane to get up. And it's just, <laughs> I don't know, it's just and, 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 and we know that we're, we know that we're kind of joking about it right now, but, we also know that these men are faster and stronger than us, so we're not saying that they're not athletic. We just think it's a little bit funny watching them <laughs> watching them get off the ground. Yeah, they, yeah, I don't know. They just have to lift like a tree every time they get up, so it's just a little I bit mean, more effort. I mean, no one, no one's questioning the dominance of Shaquille O'Neal, but if you ever saw that man fall, you'd be laughing too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's why they had so many earthquakes. Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> um. Yeah, so as as far as the, the our offensive line goes, if, if those two guys aren't able to to suit up this week, it's obviously going to be a challenge for for the Chiefs offense and especially for Mahomes. Um, so just as a reminder for people who might not be up to date on on the on the depth chart and who are wondering what lineman we have, because obviously Mike Remmers he was a backup. So with him out, who who else do we have? So here's just a couple of the tackles that we're probably expecting. Yasir Durant, he was an undrafted rookie this year who who did really well in in training camp and earned earned a roster spot. Andy Reid had some good things to say about him last week, and he's I think he's the only uh, chief on the the only 
backup right now who we have available that has played the snap so far this year. So he, he filled in for Mike Remmers for a few, for a quarter or two um, previously. Uh, we have Martinez Rankin, and you guys probably remember him last year. Uh, he got hurt a couple weeks in, and he had been playing really well. We got him in a trade from the Texans when in the uh, Carlos Hyde trade, and he'd been playing pretty well before his season ending, and he hasn't played this year since. As long as he's healthy, I think he's going to be in line to, to start if those guys aren't able to go. And then we have a couple other guys on the roster, like like Andrew Wiley could move over and play tackle. Um, Brian Witzman, we, we added him to the practice squad, and so he's eligible to call, to come up, and he, he's been on the team in previous seasons. So those are guys that, that we could have fill in. Those are all guys that have been with the Chiefs for a couple of years um, outside of our, our rookie, Yossi Durant. So... Um, so it's, we're not going to we're not going to have to pick up people off the street, right? So we should still be able to to make it happen uh, and make it work. But um, we we really do hope that Eric Fisher and Remmers are able able to come back, and and that's especially important against these Saints. And we'll t- we'll talk about their defense in a little bit. But um, actually, let's just go ahead and jump right into that if you're ready for it. Um, the Saints, I would say, the strength of their of their team right now, especially with Drew Brees out, is is their defense. Um, as of right now, they're only they're only giving up uh, about 20 points a game, which is fourth in the league. Uh, they're seventh in the league, sorry, fourth in the league in defensive pass yards per game, and second in the league in defensive rush defensive rush yards a game. So, um, in the top five in both, basically in the top five in in yards given up. So, uh, they, they obviously do have one of those really good defenses that could potentially give the Chiefs trouble. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if you noticed, but Marshawn Lattimore, obviously one of their one of their cornerbacks who's who's kind of made a name for himself. I don't know if you recently saw what he said about Tyreek Hill today, but he was asked on ES uh, via Mike Triplett on ESPN uh, if if he thinks that he'll be able to match up with Tyreek Hill because that's what everyone's assuming, right? That he'll be playing man on man with Tyreek Hill, and this is what he said. He said, "What do you think, man? You think I can match up with him? I think I can. He's fast, yeah, but it's football at the end of the day. I think." I feel like I'm a great corner and he's a great receiver. It's a matchup. I love the confidence. You got to have that kind of confidence to be, you know, a great cornerback in this league, but I, I don't see that happening. Um, like you said, the Saints have a terrific defense, better actually than I thought they were um, before I, before I, you know, researched them a little bit. Um, I mean, their defensive line actually is, you know, has generated the, the second highest pressure rate with 41.4%. So that means, you know, forty or almost half or yeah, forty percent of the time that quarterback drops back to pass. I mean, they're getting pressure on him, which is a lot of pressure. Luckily, we do have a quarterback who handles pressure extremely well. Um, but I mean, like you said, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough matchup. Um, they're the you know the fourth best against the pass and or uh, sec- yeah fourth best against the pass and second against the rush. So um, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty interesting to see how our our offense can can you know try to break apart that that yeah and like you said Marshawn Lattimore's I mean he's a really good good defensive back and obviously I mean what is he supposed to say when he's asked about Tyree Kill like I don't know I mean he's really fast I don't know if I can cover him <laughs> but like um I don't know I think we'll see during the game I mean obviously but um even if Tyree Kill does get shut down it'll be interesting to see if it's because Marshawn Lattimore was with him one-on-one the whole time or if he needed big time safety help over the top to help 
to help him out. But I mean, if he's on an island the whole game and Tyreek doesn't do anything, then obviously that's a win for him. Yeah, but that's also fantasy lion because there's no <laughs> way that one person can stop Tyreek Hill. I mean, even with even with heavy safety help, you can contain him a little bit, but he's still going to be able to break break free eventually. Um, yeah, I mean, like you said, they got to love the confidence, but also it's Tyreek Hill. I, I know that the offense, watching their offense is something that you're pretty excited about. I know that you're a big Taysom Hill fan, and he's kind of been kind of been a, a name that's been going around the NFL quite a bit, obviously. He's he was made popular being their Swiss Army knife and um, you know being able to run the wildcat and catch and throw and special teams and everything like that. So, what, what what do you think about assuming that Taysom Hill will start and play this upcoming game? What do you what do you think uh, we ha- he has in store for us? Yeah, well, I think my fandom of Taysom Hill goes back to his days at BYU. Um, I watched him for what seemed like a decade that he was there um, because of all the injuries that he that he went through. He he graduated from high school in two thousand nine and. Gra- undrafted in the nfl in 2007 so i mean he was wow <laughs> so he was already pretty old when uh when he entered the league um but i just remember watching him at byu and he he was such a real he was such a good athlete and uh, and he just always made such amazing plays with his legs um he had a big time arm where he could throw it really far it was just a matter of if he was accurate or not um and all of his play playmaking was outside the pocket it was really tough for him to to just drop back there and make plays from the pocket. So um, I was just always frustrated. Obviously, I was sad for him that he'd always get hurt. But uh, once he came back healthy, I just felt like there were other options. You don't have to get into that. <laughs> BYU fan, but not, uh, not really relevant at this point. <laughs> but I, I guess um, from watching him in college, and I guess and the reason that he went undrafted in the first place was just because he was just a really good athlete and not much of a quarterback. His fundamentals have always been – very bad and even watching him now it's just it's hard for me to watch as a former quarterback just because I know that there's so many little things that he does so wrong (laughs) just the way he even holds the ball when he drops back and like I don't know it's just frustrating but um but his athleticism is still off the charts even in the NFL so um so obviously he's been able to be, be that Swiss army knife that Sean Payton has loved to use um he's fast he ran a 4-4 at his pro day and still has that kind of speed but he's I mean he's ripped like he he's a he's a big boy and he's not afraid of contact so he, he he'll run people over um but i think it's just as far as how he's doing it as an nfl quarterback and what the chiefs can expect to see as an adversary it's very similar to what he was in college in that he's a very good runner um fast physical and he can make plays outside of the pocket and he has a he has a big arm like he can throw it far he can throw it hard it's just his inconsistency in his accuracy um, he's not very comfortable in the pocket and, and you just can't really rely on him to make plays with his arms. And we've seen this with Lamar Jackson, especially this year. And, um, in the playoffs, you have to, you can be, you can be as good a runner as you want, but when it matters, you need to be able to throw the ball to win, especially playoff games. Again. Um, I think he obviously presents, uh, some challenges for the chiefs defense, especially with what I would say is a lack of speed at linebacker, um, without Willie Gay. And and so that could be a problem for the Chiefs, especially in, in third down situations or when the Saints get into the red zone. Um, that's really when Taysom Hill is is most deadly with his legs, when he's able to – when the defense is concerned about covering receivers, um, stopping the passes when he can take off his legs. Um, but the good thing for him is that he has a lot of weapons to, to go to. 
uh, in New Orleans. So, I mean, do you want to go ahead and talk about their weapons? I know that you have Alvin Kamara on your fantasy team, and uh, you've been kind of concerned, or not even concerned, maybe just upset about some of the usage that he's gotten in previous weeks and um, and how how that kind of goes along with, with Taysom's arrival as the starting quarterback. Yeah, well, Taysom killed his fantasy value. I'm just going to say it. No, actually, he didn't kill it. But, I mean, Alvin Kamara was, was one of the – and I I, I want to say the top fantasy score, but at least top three fantasy score until Taysom Hill got here. And then he dropped down to like, you know, getting 10 points a game, you know, with a running back, you know, I'm okay. Like, you know, if it's my backup running, back. I don't, I don't want to get into fantasy. I don't want to get into fantasy, but um, yeah, it just feels like, you know, with Drew Brees, he, he's, he's always, you know, as, as he's getting older, especially, you know, using his checkdowns. Uh, I know a lot of people call uh, Michael Thomas the slant king because he gets hit on so many, you know, short slants and stuff like that. Um, but it feels like Taysom Hill, with his ability to run and, you know, keep the defense, uh, you know, kind of at bay in, in that area, that he they haven't really been using Alvin Kamara as much as kind of that, you know, Alvin Kamara can, can run the ball, but he can also catch it out of the backfield, right? He's, he's kind of like a, a dual threat as well. Um, honestly, it feels like they've used uh, their backup Latavius Murray almost more than um, than Alvin Kamara, just because Latavius Murray can just run the ball straight down your throat. Um, I mean, yeah. So Alvin Kamara, obviously dangerous whenever he has the ball in his hands. Uh, Michael Thomas, I, I think he's arguably top three uh, wide receiver in the game. I know that this year he's been battling injuries. In fact. Out of the seven games that he has played this year, he hasn't scored yet. Um, but he, I mean, he's still he's still producing. He's getting the yards. He's getting the receptions. He just hasn't been able to find the end zone. And I don't think Taysom Hill being the quarterback is necessarily helping that. Um, they have you know Jared Cook as a as a tight end who um, is a big you know he's a big you know, pretty athletic uh, tight end to you know, to catch the ball in the red zones. And and I know that he had a he's had, he's had a couple touchdowns this uh, this year. Emmanuel Sanders, uh, I think, you know, we all remember how, how amazing he was on the Broncos with Peyton Manning throwing to him. He's had a couple injuries since then. He's gotten older, but he's still, you know, a pretty valid wide receiver. And, you know, he's, he's very smart. He's a great route runner. You know, it just comes with experience. Um, but I, like you said, um, I think it all falls on Taysom Hill. I know that one argument that Chiefs fans uh, hate is that, Patrick Mahomes or anyone can be good in this in the Chiefs offense uh you know because of the weapons that they have but it really all does start with the quarterback and so for Taysom Hill even though he does have all these weapons if he's not able to make throws or if he's not able to you know keep the keep the play alive with his feet then uh you know having all those weapons you know really doesn't really doesn't do him any good so I think that the offense it really you know, no matter who the keys who the the stars that they have are it you know it starts with Taysom Hill. Yeah, I mean obviously, um, it doesn't matter the weapons you have if, if you can't get them the ball. Um, but I think just the fact that Taysom Hill is a weapon with his legs does add some potency to to their offense. Um, it, it just I think it adds to their floor. Really, is that even if he his right arm fell off, I mean he could still run the ball for a hundred yards. You know, run the option one way. <laughs> so. Um, It'd be pretty interesting to watch if that happened, though, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. And that would say a lot about Jameis Winston, who would still be on the bench at that point. <laughs> Do you think um, there's any chance that they bring in Jameis Winston if they have to come back? If there's a situation yeah, well, around, you know, two that, touchdowns, two touchdowns? thing to think about, too, because 
I mean, obviously we were talking about a, a possible, you know, having to prepare for two quarterbacks with Drew Brees and, and Taysom Hill. But I think I would actually be more afraid of seeing Jameis Winston than Taysom Hill and more afraid of seeing Taysom Hill than Drew Brees personally, just because I think Drew Brees is so limited at this point. But, but Jameis Winston, I mean, if you give him weapons like he had in Tampa, I mean, he could go off. His only downside was that he just threw a bunch of interceptions. But, um, but he, I think he, was be, he would be the quarterback that you could trust some, at least a little bit to get into a shootout with him, at least with the weapons that he has. So I think that would be, I think that would be more fun to watch. Um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Like maybe you leave Taysom Hill in the first half, and if he can get a groove going, leave him in the second half. But if he can't do anything, then you know, throw caution to the wind and throw in Jameis Winston. See what, see if he's able to cook it. Yeah, well, and especially just based on the fact that they have Jameis on a one-year contract and they're expecting Drew Brees to retire at the end of the season, I think it was just kind of thought that both of them would kind of alternate while Brees was out just as a, a tryout to to see who was going to be Drew Brees' replacement after this year. And Winston really only got that half where he finished the game that Drew Brees got hurt in, and we haven't seen him since. So, you know, just seems like he hasn't really got his his shot for the Saints. So it, it would be an interesting and probably strategically smart move to see what Jameis Winston has. And, and that would be a good time. Taysom Hill doesn't have it in the first half. Why not just throw, <laughs> throw Jameis in there just to see what he can do. Um, and that, that would make it tough for the chiefs. Cause I'm sure the chiefs are thinking about that possibility as well. And, and having Jameis in there versus Taysom Hill or even Drew Brees, that just, they're so different that the game plan going in would, would change dramatically. Um, I agree. Yeah. So, so yeah. So that's definitely an interesting, an interesting thing to consider, and something that could make us nervous. I guess uh, now that you bring that up, to to think about potentially during the game. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think at this point we're we're expecting Taysom Hill, and I don't want to have to do a whole nother podcast or have to think about <laughs> what would happen if Jameis came in. So, so I'm just going to proceed through the rest of this as if Taysom Hill, who we're expecting to start, is going to start. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's go ahead. Let's just go into the game plans of you know what do we think the Chiefs should do uh, to win this game. Well, I think you know as the Chiefs' specialty, it, it's their offense. It's the deadliest in the game. We we need to stay. And I I feel like we say this almost every week when we play an, an opponent that we feel might give us a run for our money. Um, you know, we, we have to be able to find that balance with our run game. And with the Saints being such an effective pass and rush defense, I think it makes it even more important to make them pick their poison, right? If they can just focus on stopping the pass and, you know, if we're not able to get the rush rush started, then and they don't have to worry about that, then they can just completely focus on, on the pass. And, uh, you know, we saw how that worked against like the Patriots and against the, the Raiders and stuff like that where they were able to, you know, rush three or four people and drop back eight. Um, obviously, since then, we've grown and, and Patty's, you know, gotten used to kind of getting those looks from defenses. But uh, I think they could still give us some trouble. So we definitely need to get the run started. Um, defensively, I, I feel like we've seen what we've seen what we can do on defense. Uh, we've we've had, you know, Tyron Matthew had two picks last week. We've had pretty solid coverage. Um, our defensive line. Last week was was pretty solid getting getting the rush uh, getting some pass rush. I, I I don't know how it's going to look this week. 
Um, I mean, last week we played a pretty young and, and hurt Dolphins offensive line. So I think it, it starts with our with our pass rush getting in and, and getting some pressure on, on Taysom Hill. Obviously, we don't want to get too much pressure on him because we don't want him running around. But, you know, get a, get a hand in his face or something. You know, don't keep him – don't let him get too comfortable and, and you know, kind of find his, his groove in the game. Um, but, yeah, defensively, I, I think that, you know, just play our game, play hard. I, I would – I, I brought this in our in our I brought this up in our uh, Miami Chiefs review podcast. Um, I, it feels like when we're up and in the fourth quarter or late in the game, and I understand why we do this, but I feel like it just it we 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 give up so many points that we don't need to because we do this. Um, I I feel like we play more of a prevent defense, right? That we'll give up those five or eight yard slants and just hope that we hold them to a field goal. Um, which we really haven't been doing lately. I feel like we've been giving up quite a few red zone touchdowns. Um, so I would like us to, you know, to play a little bit more aggressive defensively towards the end of the game and not just try to like prevent any big blowouts. Um, I mean, if our defense, our defense was doing fantastic against uh, against Miami until the fourth quarter where they put up 17 points, and I think it was just because we were we were playing so soft against them. So I, I want to see us play a little bit more intense throughout the whole game defensively. Yeah, so it sounds like you kind of subscribe to the the Greg Williams school of thought where we should run a cover zero blitz on a, a Hail Mary. How dare you? How dare you? If you say that, you're going to be like Greg Williams. You're going to be out of a job, sir. Well, man, so I'm going to have to go get one that pays me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, but I do think that that kind of ties into what Dave said in the in that review podcast where he kind of talked about how kind of happy he was about how the offense didn't seem to take their, their foot off the pedal at the end of the game. So, I mean, the mistakes that they made, they had the, the uh, Mahomes third interception in the end zone and then McCole Hardman's fumble. I mean, they were all, they were being aggressive at the end of the game and tried to, uh, to put their, their foot on the Dolphins throat. I think that's what he said. So, um, but it was interesting that the defense didn't seem to have that same aggressive mindset uh, that you're kind of talking about. So, um, yeah, so that, that would be, I don't know. I think geez, I think f- football fans in general just get frustrated with the whole prevent defense because they feel like it just lets the other team get back in the game when, when what they were doing was working. Um, but I think kind of my, I'm probably just going to simplify this too much, but we talk about how the Chiefs offense is just so elite that, we feel like no other defenses could stop them. Like if the Chiefs play their A game and then the opposing defense plays their A game, the Chiefs are going to win. Um, and honestly, I mean, we've talked about the B game. You know, Chiefs play their B game, could probably be other teams defensively. Um, and so I guess kind of where I'm going to go with this game plan is I just feel like they just need to execute. And that's that's kind of where they failed in the previous games in that um, – you know, against the Broncos, it was just a ton of missed opportunities, you know, dumb penalties, um, you know, the Tyree kill touchdown that got called, that wasn't a touchdown, uh, a couple missed throws, um, and then against the Dolphins, you know, just, um, you know, just kind of fluky interceptions that, that happened or, um, you know, the, the McCall Hardman fumble, like, it just, it's the Chiefs beating themselves, and that's that's where we we are seeing this frustration, and where we're seeing the Chiefs not reach their potentials when they when they mess up themselves. It's not what the defense is doing. So, for me, it's just it doesn't matter what your plan is. Just go out and make sure you do it, <laughs> like execute it to at a high level, and 
it's it doesn't matter what the saints um that being said i do agree with um with your assessment of establishing the run or at least not being afraid to run the ball if if the defense is taking away what you want to do through the air and and we saw that that happened in the beginning of the season where andy was a little afraid of running the ball or he just wanted to force the game plan of, of throwing the ball, or, or maybe that was Mahomes. So just take what the defense gives you because you have so many weapons everywhere that when they pick their poison, like you said, give it to them, <laughs> whichever, whichever violet you need to, to put it in. So, um, so I think I have a question. What, what do you think the saints need to do offensively to, to win this game? Besides score, like specifically, <laughs> what do the Saints need to do to put points on the board to, to you know to to make us work for it? Yeah, I mean, offensively, I think I mean, like you said, it it starts with Taysom Hill, um, and I think what we talked about where where his floor gives their I mean his his ability to run gives their offense a much higher floor. Um, so obviously, he's just got to maintain that where he can still make plays with his legs. Um, and then he just has to be really good with his arm. I mean, he has to be able to make throws in, in big time situations. He has to be able to get the balls to his playmaker. And um, I mean, like we said, they have the weapons that I think they could give the chiefs a lot of trouble defensively. Um, but it's just a matter of can, can Taysom get the ball to them. So um, I just think that the, the Saints have to come out with a balanced, a balanced attack where they're not leaning too heavily on Taysom Hill running where they will spread the ball out, uh, keep the defense guessing, keep them back uh, to respect the pass uh, so that they can they can use any of their weapons at any time, just kind of like what the Chiefs like to do, um, in evenly distributing the ball on, on offense. Um, and, and really, Taysom Hill has to avoid turnovers because that's, that's really what, what's been hurting, hurting the Saints' offense. And it hasn't turned into losses until this past week against the Eagles. Um, but Taysom Hill's played four games, and well, he started four games at quarterback, and he has five fumbles. Now, all of those weren't necessarily as a quarterback, um, but he has five fumbles. He has ten fumbles this year, and five fumbles that have been lost, and a few of them have been since he's been a quarterback. Um, and then on top of that, he's played four games, and he's been sacked thirteen times. So, uh, so he has a tendency to hold the ball for a long time when he's trying to make his reads. Um, which goes to show kind of his inexperience, you know, being a pocket passer. Um, so he just has to really cut down on his mistakes. And I think that's really what it will take. That's really all it takes for him on offense is just cut down on mistakes. Um, and I don't know, it just, as I say that, it just seems like such a, a big thing to say, or a hard thing for him to try to overcome. Like yeah, and maybe I'm, I'm oversimplifying it. So it sounds easy, but there's so much that goes into like, into, into that, you know, don't hold on the ball too long so you don't get sacked and you don't fumble it, but make sure you throw it to make sure you're making good passes. You're not being reckless throwing the ball and stuff like that. So it's just easier said than done. So I, I think it's, it's going to be tough for, for the saints offense to try to keep up with the chiefs. Um, so they're, I think they're really going to have to rely on the saints defense to, to keep them in this game. So do you have any thoughts on how the saints defense should, should approach this game? Honestly, <laughs> I don't know. If it, I don't know if it's just because I'm I'm off in La La Land still with that you know three interception four turnover game that we had and we still handed it to the Dolphins. Um, 
and I'm 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 gonna do the same thing that you did. I'm gonna oversimplify. I'm gonna make it sound really easy when in reality it's it's near impossible. I mean, you just have to make sure that Patrick Mahomes does not get in a groove. And we've seen it. We've seen teams do that. You know, we saw it with in the first three quarters of of the Super Bowl. Right, Patrick just didn't really look like he was finding his groove. Uh, we saw it in the in the first quarter against the Dolphins. Um, you just have to make sure that you know to not let let not let Patrick get in his groove and be able to find those open targets that he's and sometimes even not not so open targets. Um, and I mean, I don't think you really need to focus on the run. You need to focus on the pass. I I love Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I love Le'Veon Bell, but I don't see them being so dominant on the ground that you need to worry about, you know, completely focus on them, especially with the problems that our offensive line has been having lately with, with run blocking. You you need to make sure that you don't let Tyreek Hill score 40 yard touchdowns. Um, and actually I have a stat on that. Um, since 2011, the most 20 plus yard receiving touchdowns in a single season the the person who ha- who has the lead right now is Antonio Brown. In 2018, he had 10 uh, 20-plus yard rece- receiving touchdowns. And Tyreek Hill right now has nine. So he's he's very much a deep threat. Um, so you I think for him, at least you got to give Marshawn Lattimore some safety cover, um, some safety help over the top. And then with Travis Kelsey, I mean, uh, I, I don't know what you can – I mean, it, it's hard because – I mean, stop him. <laughs> stop Travis Kelsey. Stop Tyreek Hill. Stop Patrick Mahomes. Stop the three, almost like the three greatest right now in their positions at doing what they're doing. The Holy Trinity. Yeah, it, it's a lot. It's a lot to do. But if they're able to do that, then maybe they have a chance. <laughs> and Taysom Hill has to play perfect. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't envy defensive coordinators who are coming up with their game plans because um, they obviously have to get a lot more specific than we're trying to do. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's. I think, I think their game plan, as far as what they're going to try to do, um, they have to try to get pressure on Mahomes with rushing four. And, and they've mostly been able to do that this year. Obviously, they have some really good pass rushers. Cam Jordan has been a really good pass rusher for a few years. And then Marcus Davenport, um, he was a first-round pick three years ago. And it's taken him a while, but he's really kind of coming into his own now. Um, and so that's why their defense has been so good, especially against the pass. Um, they've been able to get really good pressure. And like you mentioned that they're second in the league in, in pass rush. Um, well, I mean, I mean, even, even their defensive end, Trey Hendrickson is tied for third in the NFL with, with, um, 10 and a half sacks this year. So, I mean, they're, they're getting pressure from everywhere. Right. Yeah. And so, um, so if they are able to get pressure with, with those four, then they're able to, to keep their backs and their linebackers back in coverage. Um, instead of having to try to get pressure on Mahomes by using a lot of those those players, so so that's what some of the teams have done even earlier this season to to limit the offense. Um, but really, you have to be able to do that effectively, and you have to hope that the Chiefs don't play their A game, <laughs> that the Chiefs just don't execute very well. And that's, I mean, I don't think that's looking through the rose-colored glasses as we're commonly accused of. I think I do think that defensive coordinators. I mean, we heard um, the Dolphins coach talk about it before the game last week. He said that they needed 13 or 14 players on defense to try to cover all of the Chiefs' weapons. That was before the game. And so everybody recognizes that, there's, that they can't 
game plan perfectly to stop the Chiefs. So they have to hope that the Chiefs aren't playing the best that they can, that, that they're not capitalizing all, all their plays, that they're not executing all the time. Um, and you saw that the Dolphins, I mean, they, they had such weird defensive plays that, that forced turnovers. Um, they just didn't have the offense to convert those into, into points. Um, so, so the Saints actually do have the offense that, that can convert those into points. It's just, can you hope that Mahomes has back-to-back off games where he commits multiple turnovers? And I just think, I mean, we can get into our predictions, I guess, but I just don't think that that's, that's going to happen. And um, that's just a tough, a tough mindset, I would think, to have as a defense or as a, a defensive coordinator. So if you want to go ahead, let's go ahead and uh, finish this off um, with our predictions for the game. Do you have any thoughts on, on specifics or, or just any predictions of the game outside of the score? What you think, how do you think this game might play out? You've, especially early in the season, you, you had some uh, very specific predictions that, that turned out very well, and uh, I haven't really heard those since. Well, first, defensively, I think that our man, Dirty Dan Sorensen, will get a pick. He will get a pick this week against Taysom Hill. Um, and then offensively, I think that Patrick Mahomes is going to want to go out there and show them that he is still a god amongst men in this sport. And uh, even with such a stout defense, I think he's still going to throw three touchdowns, 350 yards. Um, I know that doesn't that that doesn't sound like a lot for Patrick Mahomes, but I I mean it's a it's a great defense that will that will slow he is, but I still think he's throwing 350 yards, three touchdowns. Biggest thing, no interceptions. I don't think he's throwing a pick this week. You might think I'm crazy because they have such you know such talent on the defensive backside, but I don't think he's throwing a pick. I think he's having a phenomenal game. And I think the score is going to end up being 28-24. I like it. I would, I would love to see that, especially with Mahomes on my fantasy team. He uh, barely eked a good week out last week with, uh, well, with, a, with that big touchdown to Tyreek Hill. <laughs> but uh, he almost screwed me over with those four interceptions or three interceptions. So, uh, you know. Start him this week. Okay, there's your fantasy advice. Not, right, not, not that you weren't going to start Patrick Mahomes anyways. <laughs> I have to write this down. Start Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> All right, thank you. All right, yeah. Um, I actually have a very similar score prediction. I have the Chiefs winning 30-24. to 24, And I do think, I don't know, I've always wanted to pick the Chiefs in blowouts. And it's, it's always felt so right. But just their, <laughs> their poor execution over the, couple, or the last few weeks and – um, and just kind of their hesitancy to to put the, their foot down on the pedal in the fourth quarter when they're able to close teams out. That's why I'm keeping it closer this week. Um, but I do think that the Chiefs, um, I, th- I do think this will look a little bit different in that I think the Chiefs will come out firing and that they'll get a big lead, and then it'll be the Saints just kind of coming back at the end to make it look close. Um, because I do think that the Chiefs, even this season, when they've played teams that they expected to be good, um, they came out and just like wrecked them. I mean, we saw it against Tampa Bay. Um, so I, I do think this will be actually very, very similar to Tampa Bay's, the Tampa Bay game where the Chiefs will go out and just destroy them um, in the first half. And then, and that the Saints will just kind of find ways at the end to, to make it look close. And I do think that that's something that obviously the Saints, the Bucks, the Dolphins, Teams that haven't played the Chiefs in a few years that haven't seen Mahomes in person yet, they don't know. They they can talk about or they can hear people talk about the speed that Tyreek has, the route running that Kelsey has, the arm strength, 
and the the no look passes that that Mahomes can make, but until you see it in person, you don't really know. And so that's why I think teams that haven't seen Mahomes in person yet um, have a hard time slowing him down. There's just an adjustment period. So um, I think the Dolphins kind of lucked out with with some of the plays that that were made and being able to hold him back in that first quarter, but then they saw it in the second quarter. So I think that'll be something similar where the Saints maybe come in with a game plan that they think will work, and then once they see the Chiefs in person, just see how how incredible they are, I think it, it's going to get ugly pretty quick, pretty early. So that's my prediction. Well, that'll do it for us for this Week 15 preview of the Chiefs-Saints game. Uh, make sure you guys look for our review podcast that Dave and Marcus will be taking on. And I hope you guys enjoy the Chiefs game. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to another Chiefly Football. Please like us, subscribe, and comment. We love to hear from Chiefs Kingdom and football fans everywhere. Until next time. Hey, how about those Chiefs?